calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Madigan, and you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal feminist perspective. Hi, everyone. I hope you all had a fantastic week. I am so glad to be here with you all again for another mini episode. But before we get into today's topics, let's catch up a little bit on some housekeeping things. First off, for all of my Patreon listeners, you can be expecting an episode covering the documentary Dope is Death any day now in your Patreon feeds, so just keep a lookout for that in your email or in your Patreon notifications. I'm working on that episode right now. It's been so fantastic to watch this documentary again, especially now that I have gotten to know the film's director a little bit better, Mia Donovan. She is absolutely fantastic, and this film is so wonderful. If you haven't seen the documentary Dope is Death, I highly recommend it. You can find Find it on YouTube. Vice put it on their platform so you can get it for free. So there's really no excuse for you not to watch it. And then if you want to listen to my coverage of the documentary and also get a little bit of insider knowledge from my interview with Mia that I did with India, go to patreon.com slash angry neighborhood feminist and you can listen to those episodes by becoming a member of the angry feminist book club. A little bit confusing right now. We're still calling it the book club because I do really, really want to cover just one more book in the official book club before I move on to Mad Gabin with Madigan, a advice column slash confessional slash whatever the fuck that people want to send me and have me talk about on the show. You can join in on all of that fun for $5 a month, but if you want to support the show even more and get a little bit of extra content and goodies, you can join the Feminist Faves level for $8 a month where you get these episodes ad-free, you get them a little bit early, you get some bonus content in there. I am now releasing an episode every Monday that is going to be a recap of that week's full-length episode that will include maybe some information that I 
I wasn't able to add to the episode or that I forgot to add to the episode or any other closing thoughts that I may have after listening back to everything that I said because oftentimes I'm like, oh, what I said made me think of something else. That is also available at the Feminist Faves level. Thank you so much to all of my amazing patrons. Your support and your love is always appreciated. You can also reach my Patreon by going to the link in the show notes, and I will also leave a link for you all to watch Dope is Death, so you truly have no excuses anymore. Other than that, I don't have anything else to yammer on about, so let's just get right into this week's news topics. I do want to give a little bit of a trigger warning before I get into this first one here because it does have to do with a death and there is some mention of possible suicide and of a possible hate crime. So if those are things that you are sensitive to, please listen with care. I came across this story on Instagram and I knew immediately that I really wanted to know more about what was going on. Mexico's first ever openly non-binary magistrate and prominent LGBTQ plus activist Jesus Ociel Bayana Saucedo was found dead in his home in Aguascalientes, Mexico on Monday alongside another man who was identified as Jesus's partner, Dorian Herrera. Mexico Security Minister Rosca Acela Rodriguez said the cause of death so far is unknown and the Attorney General has stated that there is no evidence of foul play at the moment. However, prosecutors have begun to create a narrative in which this was a potential murder-suicide. Security footage did not show a third person entering the couple's home at any time, and toxicology has shown that there was the presence of methamphetamine in Herrera's system, which are leading people to suggest that this was a murder-suicide. This hypothesis was quickly refuted by the families of both Bayana and Herrera, who call the idea of it completely unthinkable. A friend of the couple told the press, I knew what they were like as a couple. This was a hate crime. Before I get more into the investigation, I want to talk a little bit more about Jesus Ociel Bayana Saucedo. When Bayana was elected as a member of the central Mexican state of Aguascalientes Electoral Tribunal, they said, I want to send a message that the LGBTQ population can access these spaces, that there is a possibility, that we have people with enough of a profile that with their own merits can access these spaces where decisions are made. While Latin America as a whole has made many progressive steps in recent years on marriage equality and other LGBTQ plus issues, members of the LGBTQ community in these countries still suffer higher rates of violence and discrimination from social and religious conservatives. Just last year, in 2022, same-sex marriage was made legal across all 32 states of Mexico after Tamaulipas became the last state that voted to authorize same-sex marriage. Bayana was doing their best to make more rapid change. They were an electoral law specialist and advocated for the inclusion of LGBTQ plus candidates and issues within political parties. They promoted gender-inclusive language and urged Mexican authorities to issue voting and identity documents that accurately reflect the gender identity of the holder. In May 2023, Bayana became the first Mexican citizen to receive a gender-neutral passport, which at the time was only available in 16 countries. 
Alejandro Brito, director of the LGBTQ plus rights group Letra S, is urging the authorities in Mexico to widen their minds regarding the investigation and not to rely too heavily on their initial assumption. Brito called the prosecutor's version of events loaded with prejudices. He went on further to say, In these types of homicides, they always try to disqualify or belittle. These statements the prosecutor is giving, what they're doing, isn't clarifying the acts. They're adding fuel to the fire of these prejudices. Brito also brought attention to the fact that Bayana had received multiple hate messages and threats of violence in the months leading up to their deaths, and believes that these factors cannot be ignored in the investigation. Since the news of their death broke, vigils have been held all over the country of Mexico, commemorating Bayana's life and mourning their death. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, the second thing I want to talk about is a controversy between the musician Pink and the conservatives. In collaboration with Penn America and Florida bookseller Books and Books, Pink has given away 2,000 challenged books at her concerts in Miami and Sunrise, Florida this week in response to parents and legislators doing their best in the state of Florida to ban a variety of books from bookshelves. Before I go further, a banned book does not necessarily mean that the book has been entirely erased from existence. It simply means that they have been challenged or have become inaccessible to children in certain school districts. When we think of banning books, we often think of book burning, and this is a very different thing, although still very, very dangerous. Pen America defines a school book ban as any action taken against a book based on its content and as a result of parent or community challenges, administrative decisions, or in response to direct or threatened action by lawmakers or other governmental officials that leads to a previously accessible book being either completely removed from availability to students or where access to a book is restricted or diminished. All of the books that Pink has handed out appear on Pen America's Index of Banned Books, which include titles such as Beloved by Toni Morrison, The Hill We Climb by poet Amanda Gorman, Girls Who Code by Reshma Serjani, and Todd Parr's book, The Family Book. In a statement with Pen, Pink said, It's confusing. It's infuriating. It is censorship. Books have held a special joy for me from the time I was a child, and that's why I am unwilling to stand by and watch while books are being banned in schools. It's especially hateful to see authorities take aim at books about race and racism and against LGBTQ authors and those of color. We have made so many strifes toward equality in this country, and no one should want to see this progress reversed. 
According to Penn's latest research, Florida has surpassed Texas in the past academic year on the number of banned books in public school classrooms and libraries. In fact, Florida has surpassed every other state in their numbers of banned books, with a record 1,406 cases, followed by 625 in Texas, 333 in Missouri, and 281 in Utah. Nationally, Penn reported a 33% spike in book bans nationally. Of course, all of this created much controversy coming from those on the right. Conservatives are challenging the list of banned books' accuracy and people's interpretation of the definition of banned book. I decided to read a few articles that came from Fox News to see how they're spinning this story, and they say... Music superstar Pink was hit with community notes on X for falsely claiming some of the most celebrated books were banned in Florida schools due to pornography. They also say that Pink is going on a viral attack on Florida's education reform laws that crack down on books that aren't age-appropriate. Really? (laughs) The only thing that they want people to look at is the fact that maybe this book mentions sex. I don't know. It's so strange that they're just calling all of these things pornographic when it's so obviously racism and prejudice. I don't get it. Fox News is picking apart the list of books that Pink posted about being banned in Florida. And, you know, I can kind of see where these small-brained nimrods may be confused. Just because it may be challenged or banned in one part of Florida, it doesn't mean it applies to every school district in the state. Pink had made a list of books in Florida overall that had been banned or challenged and was not claiming that each of those books had been banned across the entire state. The ever-eloquent Tommy Lauren also put in her two cents. She first refers to Pink as a liberal loudmouth, then says, "'Books are not banned in Florida.'" Adults can read and buy any book they dang well please. The explicit ones are simply not allowed in children's libraries. She goes on about how minors shouldn't be exposed to graphic images and hopes that Pink doesn't want her daughter to be, quote, reading about graphic gay sex. Who let this woman have a platform? Can someone please kick her off of it? The statement by Pink in Pen America also urges us to go to pen.org slash pink to find out more about how we can fight book bans. I say, you go, Pink. This is fucking awesome and makes a really wonderful statement about inclusivity. It also encourages people to read and talk more about why certain books are being targeted in these book bans. The real reason, not the reasons Tommy Lauren is worried about. All right, everyone, I know this was a relatively short mini episode, but while there are many, many big, tragic, terrible things going on in the world, I am really having a hard time focusing on that for the mini episodes all the time. Those stories are so big that I think my entire podcast would have to become dedicated to them in order for me to give it the justice that it deserves. So I hope that these stories sufficed for you this week. I will definitely be keeping an eye on the case of Jesus Ocel Bayana Saucedo, as I am very curious as to what is uncovered during that investigation. No matter what, it is incredibly devastating, and it is so sad to have lost someone who really seems to be making such a difference in their community And it is such a shame that this life was cut short. 
I do tend to be a bit of a conspiracy theorist with all of this. And I'm like, the government was behind it or something was behind it, especially because we do know that there were these death threats and things against them. But I'm hoping that the authorities give it the attention that it deserves and that they can rest peacefully and that everyone that supported them can heal in their mourning process as well. If there are any news topics that you want me to take on, please feel free to email me at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at angryneighborhoodfeminist to reach out to me that way. Don't forget to follow the show on Patreon. You can become a member of the Angry Feminist Book Club for $5 a month, or you can become a feminist fave for $8 a month for all of these episodes ad-free and some extra bonus content and getting it a little bit earlier. All of that good stuff. Just go to patreon.com slash angryneighborhoodfeminist or go to the link in the show notes. And as always, I just want to remind all of you that if you enjoyed the show and you haven't yet taken the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts in particular, I would greatly appreciate you taking a moment to do that. You can leave a five-star review with a quick sentence about why you enjoy the show, just to give people a little extra incentive to press play on their first episode. But if you listen on Spotify, I also don't hate getting ratings over there, so go ahead and do that as well. All right. I love all of you so, so very much. Thank you, as always, for all of your love and unending support. That is all I have for you today. With all that being said, I encourage you to rage on. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.